What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Absolutely Podcast. Today, I have a great episode for you, like always. I feel like I always say that, but today, especially because I'm going to be talking about the 10 habits that I implemented that I swear changed my results, changed the fitness game in general for me, and how you can implement them as well. And before really getting into my health and wellness, I would have thought these things were like too basic or too easy when in reality, they completely changed the results I was getting and just like the overall just experience of my fitness journey as a whole. So I'm really excited to share with you the 10 things that I do that seriously change the game for me when it came to my fitness and how you can incorporate them as well. So that's what we're going to be going over today. But first wanted to do a quick little just like life update. I actually have some funny stories. And this week I remembered to actually write down my funny stories and just like things that happened this week. So I could remember them when I hopped on the podcast today. So if you don't want to listen to my life update, no worries. You can skip ahead probably to minute like five, six, maybe seven. I don't know how long these stories are going to take me, but if you want to stay along for the ride, please feel free to chill with me and listen to my just experiences this week. Nothing too riveting, but I I personally thought they were really funny. So I have been trying to find all of my people in Arizona since I moved here. I feel like I literally every podcast talk about how I moved to Arizona, but since I moved here, I've been trying to find all my people. I found my hair girl, found my facial girl, found a doctor. The one thing I hadn't found yet was a dentist, and I had put this off for so long. I would literally fly home to Utah to get my teeth cleaned because I didn't want to put up with having to find a dentist, and I just like didn't know. And that's just such a stupid excuse. I just should have just Googled it, which is what I ended up doing. I went on ZocDoc, shout out ZocDoc, not sponsored, but went on ZocDoc, found this dentist. His reviews looked pretty good. He's like in Old Town Scottsdale, which that will play into the story here in a second. But I decided, okay, I am going to go to this dentist. I'm going to bite the bullet and just, you don't need to fly home to Utah to go to the dentist. Okay. So being a big girl, making my own dentist appointment. So I go to this dentist and the night before there had been a huge monsoon and it basically like knocked all the power out. So no one had Wi-Fi, no one had anything. So it was a little bit just like chaotic. Um, but walking into this dentist, I wish I like could put a picture of like what this dentist looked like. It was like a just spooky building. And all it said on the on the side of the building was dentist in these like huge black letters. It was just really funny. I was actually concerned, like, what am I getting myself into? Is this going to be like super suspicious? I'm going to this like scary dentist. Anyway, and it ended up being good. Everyone's super nice. It was so funny though. I like walk in and they were like, let me give you the grand tour. And they literally just like walk me around this one hallway. And they're like, here's the bathroom. Okay. It was just really funny. Anyways. So we get to the room and I, they have to like do all these like different things. You know, when you like go to a doctor the first time, go to the dentist, like you have to start from square one. Like they don't know anything about you. I guess like similar thing with like coaching and fitness, but you need to like they ask you a lot of the, like, you know, starting questions and she's like trying to bond with me, asking about my fitness business and whatever. It's like the dental hygienist, like the girl that before the dentist comes in and I'm just like telling her about everything and we need to do like x-rays and like all this stuff. It was just like a lot. We had to take photos. They like got up really close with this like zoom. I wish I could have those photos and put them up here because they're probably just so funny, but I had to close my eye. 
it was just a lot. Like it was a lot of just like discovery with my teeth. I'm like, can I just get my teeth clean and just be done? Anyways, so we're done with that. She takes my blood pressure because like, and who who has been to a dentist where they take your blood pressure at? Um, and she she was going over my charts and she she noticed that I said a zero out of 10 on the anxiety scale when it comes to going to the dentist. And I'm like, yeah, I don't get anxious to go to the dentist until you decide to take my blood pressure at the dentist. And she puts the thing on me and she leaves and she goes, if it goes off before I come back in, just remember your numbers. And she leaves and it like, ends. And I'm of course like a fitness coach. Like I know blood pressure and now I can't even remember it off the top of my head, but it was high. Like I was like, it was high blood pressure. Okay. And I guess, I guess maybe I am a little bit more nervous to go to the dentist than usual, but I was like, oh my gosh, like now I'm like going down this like spiral of like, I have high blood pressure or whatever. And, um, it was really funny. Um, so I definitely was nervous apparently to be at the dentist because my blood pressure was like through the roof. Um, so anyway, hopefully I'm okay. I, I don't I don't think I have a history of – I've never had an issue before, but put it on me at the dentist and I have that. So I was already just like kind of nervous. And then we get to the point where the dentist comes in. He low-key was like kind of cute, kind of a cute dentist. <laughs> he was wearing um, an Hermes belt. If you know, you know. Um, designer belt, super bougie. He like comes in. He like tries to make conversation. And gosh, it was just like such a funny experience. It ended up being great. I like went to the girl cleaning my teeth and we had a big conversation and all was well. But it was so funny. We have the hot dentist, the airmaid's belt, the just blood pressure incident. So those were all like the three things that happened with with the dentist this week. And I I wish I could share you like share a more like like robust story than going to the dentist. But I was just laughing so hard like that this was my first experience at this dentist. And I was just like worked up as it is. And apparently it showed with my blood pressure. Um, the next highlight of my week was pickleball. So I think I talked about this on last week's episode, but I've been dabbling. I've been quite the sports girly, okay? Between golf, between pickleball, she's just getting active out here. Okay. So last week I did a lit pickleball like clinic and it was basically called intro to pickleball. And that's what they recommend you start out with. I have been doing my pickleball at lifetime at my gym and they have like pickleball clinics and all this stuff. And the reason I started was because I always walk by the pickleball courts because they renovated an entire basketball court section to become pickleball. And I just always looked kind of fun. They looked like they were fun people. You get to wear cute outfits. So anyway, I took intro to pickleball last week and I felt like pretty confident about it. I didn't really like get the grasp too much on scoring and stuff, but I assumed like, you know what, take some messy action, just play your first match and you'll learn it. Like how hard can it be? So I literally the night before I'm having, like, I think I literally had a nightmare about this pickleball game because I don't want to go into anything and just feel completely just inexperienced and like have no clue what I'm doing. So I decide, you know what, Abby, I, I did really think about canceling this and not going to my first pickleball match, but I just decided, you know what? This is your getting out of your comfort zone for today. And that is one of my goals for this entire year is to get out of my comfort zone. So I went and I was so nervous. I got had my new little pickleball paddle. And let me just tell you, first match, I lost zero to 11 by two people that were three times my age. And you know what? That was humbling, but it was also okay. Um, second match, 
I won with my partner. They randomly pair you up with a bunch of different people. But yeah, I got smoked by this couple and one of the, the women's name was Lisa and she was pissed at me that I was not calling out my zero to 11 score. Number one, I didn't still didn't know how to score. Number two, am I going to expose myself and say that I'm losing zero to 11 to people three times my age? No. So anyway, Lisa, I'm going to come back in a month and I will, I will redeem myself and I will beat you in, um, in a match. Um, but yeah, second match I won. Third match, I got paired with this kid in elementary school and he was so nervous bless his heart he was like so nervous like to play with me and I was just like being a good sport with him um but that was a close game okay so we almost won that it was tied at the end and we ended up losing but needless to say I will be going back to pickleball this week I understand scoring now I understand um just the whole atmosphere of it now I feel more comfortable but this is your sign if you're nervous to do something that you've never done before like that is so normal and you should just go and do it. Everyone's in the same boat. Like everyone was bad. Um, except for Lisa that smoked me, but she should have been in the upper tier anyway. Okay. It was just bad luck on my part. So we're going to go back this week. We're going to play another match. Um, TBD. I will let you know how that goes. My biggest issue with it is I hit the ball way too hard when I am just like hitting. That's just my apparently my thing and it'll go just like so far um so that's what I need to fix this week that's what I'm going to work on um and I'm also taking a golf lesson this week so we are just thriving here in Scottsdale the weather is getting nice and we are going to just crush it this week with pickleball so anyways that's my life update um just a couple of funny stories and that was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. So hopefully you all enjoyed, but I will update you and I'll let you know if I smoke Lisa this week because I a hundred percent think I will. So let's now hop into the just real, um, the real topic of this episode as much as you want to hear me talk about my sports, um, my sports, my dentist appointments. Um, let's talk about the 10 habits that helped me get the results I was looking for. And just a reminder that this is something that was gradual. I didn't start doing these things one day and just start thriving. Like these were things that took me years, years and years to actually layer on to then decide that, oh my gosh, these things are really changing my life. And it took a lot of trial and error too. Like it didn't start out at this amount or at, you know, this, um, kind of like level, right? Like it took a lot of time to adopt some of these things and to tweak it and, you know, feel like, what, okay, what feels good? What doesn't feel good? What do I need to let go? What do I need to do more of? And truly, if I do these 10 things, I know that I will be feeling my best. And that is really empowering to find those 10 things for you. That might not, this might not look exactly the same as it will for you and that's okay. And I'll share with you the things that I do think are really pivotal and the things that I think you can kind of figure out what things like can swap into make, you know, you feel better and it'll make more sense when I am talking about this. But these are the basics that I like to do that I know for me particularly makes me feel good. So number one is sleep. I literally on my notes put it in all caps because it is just that important. Sleep is one of those things that I feel like in society, it's like glamorized to survive on like zero sleep and to say, oh my gosh, I got no sleep last night. I'm feeling so tired. That is not a flex. Not getting sleep is absolutely not a flex. Okay. You're hearing it here first. Getting sleep is so important. Hot girls get sleep. Okay. When I say getting sleep, I'm talking seven to nine hours at night. And once I truly just started prioritizing my sleep, 
everything changed. Inflammation, progress, my brain capacity, my mood, my energy levels, my hunger crave. So many things are affected by your sleep. And if you're not getting good sleep, that is going to be something that will always hold you back because you're going to experience a lot more negative symptoms from not getting sleep than you will by, oh, I'm just going to not get as much sleep and go get a workout in, or I'm not going to get as much sleep and I'm going to go to work and start working really hard, right? Like you're not going to feel your best if you're not getting at least seven to nine hours of quality sleep. So once I actually started focusing not only on like getting seven hours of sleep, but also my quality of sleep, it changed everything. And it's such a basic thing that a lot of people don't even think about or think twice about when they are on their fitness journey. So some things I did for my sleep hygiene as well. And honestly, I could do a whole podcast episode on sleep. But some things that I personally do as far as sleep goes is I try to not eat like two hours before bed at least. So I try to cut off my eating so that way my digestion is not keeping me up all night. Also, not having alcohol is going to help with your sleep as well. So I try not to do that. Um, Maybe like once or twice a week, I'll drink alcohol, but I really try to, for the most part, majority of my week, not to have alcohol so it doesn't affect my sleep. Also, screen time. This is one that I'm so guilty of and so bad at, and I just should just not go on my phone before bed. But TikTok just like calls my name before bed, okay? Anyways, don't go on your phone before bed. That will be something that does keep your brain up at night. Also using blue light glasses can be something that really helps. But the less like stimulus you can have right before bed, the better. Make sure you have a cool room. Make sure that you are, you know, not having, there's no light in your room, anything like that. So those are all things you can do to improve your sleep. So my first number one tip is sleep. And that is something that I really, really try to do. If you look at my habits on my Apple or my Apple watch on my aura ring, I have gotten very consistent sleep over the past few years, which is something that I am very proud of because it is hard to get really good, consistent sleep. Okay. Number two is to have a gallon of water every single day. And this is where like I say, figure out what the best amount of water is for you. For me, I have found a gallon works perfectly. One of the, so I'll try to drink like three and a half of these. Now that I have in my hand, I'm going to take a sip because my throat gets dry during these podcasts. Um, one of these, I like to put an element in there as well as a scoop of creatine. So that's like my supplement water, but I will have a gallon a day. That not only helps your skin, it helps your recovery. It helps your um, appetite, helps your digestion. Literally water is going to make such a big difference. Just like sleep, having enough water is going to incredibly help your fitness goals. And it sounds just so stupid, but please drink your water. If you're not already drinking your water, but you're trying to focus on macros, you're trying to focus on workouts, you're trying to focus on supplements, literally just drink your water. That is the another bottom of the pyramid thing, low hanging fruit that is super easy to do in my opinion. I know a lot of people struggle drinking water. Personally for me, if I don't get like one or two of these in before noon, it's really hard for me to hit my water and I'm not doing that well today. So I need to finish this by noon. Right now it's 10.54 a.m. Um, but I try to set a target for me to hit before um, before like noon or whatever. And then I'm pretty like smooth sailing throughout the day. Also do things that make your water taste good. Put some lemon in there. Put like an element packet. Put some something that tastes good, some crystal light if you have to. I know there's little chemicals in there, but get your water in, okay? That is my PSA for today. Number three, I 
can't express this enough. Having protein at each meal changed the game. And it's just something that is literally now a habit. I rarely eat a meal that doesn't have protein in it. I have just found that I don't feel great if I don't eat a meal with it without protein in it. I'm also not hitting my protein goal for the day. I'm not full as long. So eating protein is going to really, really help as far as your appetite levels go. And also just like your overall just like blood sugar balance. You're going to feel so much better throughout the day. If you just kind of sit back and reflect for a second and think about like when you eat a meal that is super carb heavy, not a lot of protein or no protein at all, versus when you have a meal that has like a protein, carb, fat in there, you're going to feel a lot better on the full balanced meal than you do on the carb meal because you're not just going to spike your blood sugar and it goes back down. Protein each meal is going to help keep you so much fuller and just like feeling better overall. And I think that this was so game changing um, when it came to my nutrition and just like a very simple thing that most people can do is, okay, how can I get protein in at each meal or have a little bit of protein with my snack, right? It doesn't need to be this giant chicken breast for everything or having like a huge cup of egg whites, like have just like a serving of protein. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Have a beef jerky stick. Okay. Have something. Something is better than nothing. And it will make a huge difference when it comes to your blood sugar levels and just how you are overall feeling. So that is a very simple nutrition thing you can do. So many people get stuck and just like caught up in all of this nonsense when it comes to nutrition that they forget about literally the basics have protein in each meal. And I guarantee if you're not doing that currently, you will feel better and you'll actually probably start seeing results from that as well. And it's a super simple thing to do. My next thing is another one that you can tweak for what your lifestyle looks like. But for me, having a step goal has been instrumental to the results that I've gotten. I try to shoot for at least 10,000 steps per day. 10 to 12K is what I personally shoot for. That is doable for me. And that is something that makes me feel good. Not only does getting 10K steps in, you know, increase your calorie burn. That's not really even why I do it. It helps with your digestion. It helps with your just mindset. helps with your mental health. It helps with your blood sugar regulation. So many benefits from just getting up and getting moving. And when I think of 10K steps, I'm not thinking of like, okay, I need to get on all these walks all day to like burn some calories. Like I'm thinking about it more from the perspective of we're very sedentary humans. Like, as you can see right now, I have been, I've been sitting in this chair now for two hours. Like I already got a notification on my ring that I needed to get up and move. We are very sedentary in today's day and age. So I think of my 10K steps as like just my being a human part of things and getting up and getting moving. We're not meant to sit in chairs all day. And I know for some people's jobs, it's going to be less realistic to get 10K steps in and that's okay. Shoot for 6K steps, shoot for 5K steps. I would go to go to show if you are a person that doesn't track their steps right now and you looked and you actually tracked your steps and you know you're pretty sedentary, you're probably getting like two, 3,000 steps a day, which is literally nothing. And I guarantee if you even got 6,000 steps, you would feel so much better. You'd probably would start making progress. Your digestion would be better. Your mental health would be better. There are so many benefits to getting your steps in that aren't just physical related. And I really, really credit my step goal to a lot of the progress I made. I all throughout college and just like my start of my fitness journey did not track my steps at all. That was just something that I always thought was just kind of like gimmicky to track my steps and whatever. 
And once I actually started being super diligent with my step goal, so many things changed and all of the positive things I just spoke about, like mental health, like just getting up and getting moving, getting outside. It makes such a huge difference when it comes to just your overall life in general. So I could not recommend getting just at least 6K steps in per day and do it for a month. Let me know how you feel. I promise you it will be good, but don't start out with saying, hey, I want to hit 10,000, 12,000 steps. That's probably not going to be realistic unless you already do have a pretty active job. Um, If you do have an active job and you hit 15 to 20, great. Um, Each person's normal is a little bit different, but I would shoot for, you know, if you're doing – 3,000 right now, shoot for 6K. If you're doing 6K right now, maybe let's shoot for 8 to 10K, right? It doesn't need to be perfect, but having some movement throughout your day is going to really, really help so many different things. So that is my next one. Um, I can't remember what number we are on. We're on number five, okay? We're halfway there, people. Um, Having one to two rest days per week, and you might be thinking, Coach Abby, how is rest days a habit? Rest days used to be something I thought was weak and that I didn't need to take. And let me just tell you, you need rest in order to see results. And if you're not resting right now and you're not seeing results, that might be the reason why. Okay, so taking rest days is so important. Your body is built on your rest days. And if you are never giving your body an opportunity to rest, to reset, to restore those stress levels. You're always going to be feel like you're in this hamster wheel of trying to get the results you want and not seeing it because you your body's just going to be like, "Hey, I need to recover." Okay? And if we're not making a habit of, "Okay, let's take one to two rest days per week and let's actually be serious about those," you're probably going to struggle to see results. And I'm not saying on a rest day you have to just like sit on the couch and do absolutely nothing. You can have an active rest day, but Active rest days aren't going for a run at the gym. Like active rest days is like maybe doing a walk, going to play some golf, doing something very light, right? Don't try to, you know, get in that negative headspace of, oh, I can't rest. You absolutely have to rest. And if you think that rest is for the week, you're probably going to be stuck where you're at for a long time. So please get your rest days in. Even plan One thing I love doing is planning like big work days around my rest days because I do have an extra hour or so to get some extra work done. So those are the days maybe I have appointments or those are the days I have extra meetings because I know I have a little bit more flexibility within my day. So I make them more productive. I purposely plan my week to make it a little bit um, more like structured with like work or other things because I have a little bit more time. So like use your rest days as something that's like, okay, cool. What what can I maybe do instead? Or maybe I do want to go take, you know, get a massage or get my hair done, get my nails done on that day because it is my rest day. And like, I deserve to rest. Your body literally deserves to rest and use them to your advantage. I promise you rest days are so important. Next thing I have made a hundred percent a habit is to batch prep protein and just batch prep in general. So when I say batch prep, um, I noticed I didn't say meal prep on here because I don't personally love doing like little set meals. At one point, this was a habit that was super important for me when I was working my corporate job. Not so much now. That's where, you know, you could replace batch prep with meal prep or you could have batch prep and meal prep in the same one. I don't discriminate. Okay. 
Batch prepping though has been super helpful for me. I always have batch prepped proteins, batch prepped veggies, batch, batch prepped carbs. That way I have something super easy to just like grab out of the fridge when I come to dinner or when it comes to lunch and I don't have anything. If you are starving or you've had a super busy day, you only have a couple of minutes in between meetings and you need to grab something and you don't have anything prepped, you're probably going to grab for a snack. You're probably going to grab for DoorDash or something unhealthy. So if we can actually have these things already ready available in the fridge, that is going to be so game changing. So batch prepping has been something that has changed the game for me right now off the top of my head. I have grilled chicken batch prepped. I have fajita veggies batch prepped. That's all I have because I'm doing like tortillas um, for my, my carb source. And then, yeah, that's what I have batch prepped right now totally, totally recommend it if you don't already have um, some sort of like meal prepping or like batch prepping thing to get in the habit of that. I pretty much do it every single Sunday. It lasts me through Thursday-ish or Friday, depending. I usually like go out to dinner Friday or do something like that. But batch prepping changed my nutrition game for me 100% and it set me up for a successful week for sure. So my next tip is kind of a different one, but I swear that it helps me just stay sane, be productive, crush my goals, all the things. Getting ready in the morning. And you might be thinking, that's kind of a superficial goal, Abby. I swear I get ready every single morning. It might just be just like kind of the way I grew up. Like my Oh, we, we love Jack. She's, she's going to listen to this podcast. She's going to call me out on. Literally, if we would have left the house in sweatpants when we were kids, my mom would have – no, actually, she wouldn't even have let us, let us leave the house in the first place in like sweats or sweatpants. Like she was very much a mom that was like, you need to get ready to leave the house. Your hair needs to be brushed. You need to be like, look – not ratchet. Okay. Even when I was a little, little kid. Um, so I just kind of grew up that way of like, okay, when you go out in public, like you look presentable. So that might be like part of like my childhood trauma. I don't know, but I swear that getting up, getting ready in the morning, it doesn't need to look, look like a full face of makeup or, you know, curling your hair. Like I look like today, like even just getting up, brushing your teeth, putting a little sunscreen on, putting a cute workout outfit on, putting your work outfit on, brushing your hair, like getting a little bit presentable, I swear helps you show up as a better version of yourself. Like even to get a little bit ready to go to the gym, I'm a girl that likes to get a little bit ready to go to the gym. And it's not because I'm trying to like pick up guys. If they want to come to me, great. Okay. You can come up to me, but I'm not like doing it for that reason. I'm literally doing it because I swear it makes me a more productive me. And it makes me just present myself and carry myself just as a better version overall. And I swear that like getting ready, putting on a workout outfit, looking cute to feel good. I just literally swear that this changed my, changed my progress. And, um, to be honest, I've never really been a person that like shows up anywhere, like a complete slob. It's just like, not really just, it's really just not part of me. Like if you are one of the rare exceptions of people that have seen me looking, looking just ratchet, you're, you're lucky. Um, but for the most part, I try to put myself together because I just swear just the way I carry myself and the way I choose to carry myself makes a huge difference. Um, and it helps my productivity. It helps just how I show up in general. So I'll move on from this one, but I really love getting ready in the morning and I just think it just sets the tone and it just sets me to be more productive, especially for any of you work from home girls. If you find yourself like feeling like you're like kind of unproductive, lazy, just like not in a good headspace, like try getting ready in the morning. I know like you're just sitting behind a computer and probably not seeing people all day. Like 
I don't, I'm not seeing anyone today and I still got ready. And I swear it just like makes me feel just like that girl, more productive, put on an outfit. I, especially a lot of the friends I have that work like corporate work from home jobs or just like jobs in general where they need to like work behind a computer, just getting a little bit ready. It helps your productivity, I swear. And it's just, it's just science at this point. Okay. Um, next habit I do is four times a week strength training. Okay. So this was something at the beginning of my journey, I was super nervous to do because I thought that consistently strength training was going to make me bulky when in reality, consistently strength training actually made me tone. So yeah, we, we wasted some time doing a lot of hours of cardio and not seeing the results that we wanted. And a lot of you probably are sitting there like, that's literally me. You are calling me out 100%. But once I started getting super consistent on my strength training, everything changed. Not only my physical progress, but like mental progress and just like feeling overall way more confident in my body and myself and my fitness journey, honestly, empowering me to want to do other things and just bettering myself in general. So totally strength training has been super important and a huge vital catalyst of what has gotten me the results that I wanted. And what we find is that anywhere between three to five times a week is where our clients typically train. And that's where I train as well. I train four times a week. 45 minutes to an hour, maybe a lot of our clients train 30 to 45 minutes, three, four times a week. That's kind of the sweet spot we found for most of our women that are busy moms, busy working, busy doing whatever. Okay. You don't need to spend a ton of time. Notice I'm not saying, Hey, I'm working out seven days a week, taking those two rest days, doing an active rest day, going to Zumba, doing other things that are fun, playing pickleball, going golfing having life in between, like you don't need to feel like you need to do these grueling workouts all the time. Just be consistent with something. If you can be consistent with three 30 minute strength training sessions a week, great. You can get great results doing that. A lot of my clients have gotten results doing that. If you love to go to the gym like four times a week, like me training for 45 minutes, and that's something you can be consistent with, amazing. Do it. That's something that at this period of time in my life, I can be super consistent with. I used to be a five days a week, 45 minutes kind of girly before I started growing and scaling my company. And I realized this is adding just, I it's too much to do five days a week, pair it down to four. We're chilling now, right? So choose a realistic strength training goal for yourself that per week and be consistent with it because I promise you the results will 1000% pay off by being consistent with strength training. I swear by that. Next one is sunshine in the morning, which might sound dumb or like sunshine in the morning. I get up at literally 4am and there's no sunshine. So I'll be giving you some tips if you can't do this. Um, if not, you know, sunshine some point before noon, that is better than getting no sunshine at all. I know plenty of women that wake up and they're immediately go to work and they don't get any sunshine. And that is unfortunate, but I'll give some tips on that in a second. But if you have the option and you can get sunshine in, in the morning, 1000% do this. And it actually changes the game for your sleep later on in the night. So when you get sunshine in the morning, it regulates your circadian rhythm. So that way, when you go to bed, you are, your body's like prepped and ready, like mentally for going to bed because it is the circadian rhythm, your hormones, everything is based off of the morning time. So if you think about like caveman days and just like 
pretty much how humans have been up until the past like 200 years or 100 years or so, we would get up and we'd go directly outside because we would need to like, I don't know, wash our clothes, like go get food, whatever, but you'd have to go outside. So really letting some of that vitamin D in and some of that sunshine in first thing in the morning is going to help regulate your circadian rhythm so much. And it'll also just help your hormones in general. I guarantee if you make a chart of days that you got out in the sunshine versus days that you didn't, your mental health would probably be better on the days that you got out in the sunshine versus the days that you didn't have sunshine because it's just, you know, scientifically you will feel better when you get sunshine. So I try to be super diligent about getting my sunshine in in the morning. If that's, you know, five minutes, if that's 10 minute walk, if that's 20 minute, um, I try to get outside. It also helps to have a dog. So I take Archie out, get my five, 10, 20 minutes of sunshine in and I swear it just changes, changes everything. It makes you feel so much better. And when I don't get my sunshine in in the morning or on the rare days that Arizona is cloudy or rainy or whatever, I totally notice it. And I notice it with my productivity. I notice it with my mental health. I notice it with just my overall demeanor. My sleep at night is not as good. So it definitely has a huge effect when it comes to just how you feel overall. So get your sunshine in the morning, report back to me. Let me know how you feel. I promise you, you'll feel great. And even if you can't go for a walk, go on your balcony, sit out there for a little bit, get some of that sunshine in. I choose to not like wear sunglasses. I don't wear a hat. I literally just let it hit my face and it just feels so good. If though you're one of those people that can't get sunshine in the morning because you wake up at four, you have to like, you know, maybe you do night shit. I don't know whatever the case may be where you maybe you aren't able to get sunshine in. And I used to live in Utah and get up at like 6 a.m. No sunshine. Obviously I would like head to the gym or whatever, start working. Um, and it was hard, right. To get like sunshine in the morning because I literally wasn't up at that time. Now the sun here rises at like 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. So we're, we're good. We're chilling in Arizona. It's, it's like this collective thing we all laugh about we isn't like, I'm just like talking about all the locals, but we all laugh about is that the sun rises here so early and everyone's just up. Like people be rising early here in Arizona. But if you are a person that it doesn't do that with, or you can't get sunshine in, there are these lights called happy lights that you can buy. I own one when I lived in Utah and I really liked it. They are basically just like a super bright light. It, I don't know the exact like light, um, light numbers because <laughs> like the sun sun is obviously like going to be like super super intense so these are obviously less intense and they have like numbers attached to them of like what um i think i, I want to say it's i use but i don't want to like call myself out and you know sound stupid but basically it's like less intense sunlight, but it's better than nothing, right? So if you can set that up, maybe get ready in front of that, that will be something that really helps. I think they're like 20 bucks on Amazon, but if it helps out with your, you know, sleep and stuff, I think that that is so worth it. Um, honestly too, just like any sort of like light is going to be helpful. Um, even like if you have like a red light in your gym or like, or you like buy a red light at home, like any sort of like light is going to help with that as well. So definitely recommend light. If it's a happy light, getting out of the sunshine, please, please do it. And it's such a small free thing to do and hundred percent recommend that. My last one, and I don't know why I chose to like do this as my last tip, but being more mindful with alcohol. And this is something that I obviously brought up when I talked about sleep in my first one. I'm just, you know, bookending these apparently. But this was one thing that I didn't realize how much was affecting just my overall results, progress, fitness journey. Now, 
I have been at both sides of the spectrum. I've been at the drinking all the time side of the spectrum, and I've been at the literally thinking I could not have any alcohol in order to see results. So we want to be in the middle of it. Um, If you're a person that chooses to drink responsibly, of course, um, you know, alcohol is going to be something that is not beneficial to your fitness goals as we know, but it's also something you don't need a hundred percent cut out from your journey. If you enjoy drinking socially and doing it in a responsible way, there's nothing wrong with that. But what I personally try to do now is drink maybe like once or twice a week, um, and not like go absolutely crazy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do have my times and my nights that it does happen on accident, but I really have just tried to be more mindful with my alcohol. And this means like, okay, do I really need that extra drink or do I really need this shot? I don't do shots in general, but like, do I really need this? Um, and most of the time the answer is no, like just kind of like being chill and just being more mindful of it and just more intentional with it as well. Like you don't probably need to be having like a glass of wine with dinner every single night. Um, unless you want to, you want to make that choice. Obviously this is a free country. You can do whatever you want, but it's probably going to be something that does mess with your sleep a little bit and mess with your just overall, um, like digestion and just, you know, obviously it's a toxin going into your body. So that's just something to consider. But I just feel like once I just started being more mindful with alcohol, now I'm not saying cutting it out or, you know, not having it at all, but just being a little bit more mindful with it. That is something that really just changed my journey and just help me too, to like, just not take it for granted or to like have it all the time or whatever, to be like a little bit more selective and like picking and choosing when I'm having it. And I swear that that made a huge difference. Um, I still drink, I still, you know, have fun, but I'm just doing it in a more mindful way. And I swear that made a huge difference in my just overall results and progress in general. So I believe that was 10. I kind of lost track of where I was at, but that should have been 10 if I, if I copied and pasted my list in here, right? Um, but hopefully you all enjoyed my 10 habits that changed the game when it came to my results. And like I said at the beginning, like these 10 habits don't need to look the same for you. Like for instance, if you don't drink, you don't need to have the mindful with alcohol one. If you want to meal prep instead of batch prep, be my guest. If you want to do six to eight K steps instead of 10 K steps, please do it. But just if you can start to think about, okay, what habits when I do, do I feel really good? And a lot of the times when I'm going through a phase of just like maybe not feeling super confident or I'm just like feeling kind of gross or down or not productive, it's usually because one of these things is slipping in my life. For instance, this past month or so, I have not been good about my morning walks. It has just been I've been getting a little bit fatigued with the heat down here and I started sleeping in a little bit later, which then made me not able to go on my morning walk, not get my morning sunshine in and just like this trickle down. And so I just started to not feel like my best hundred percent mentally. And I kind of thought about it for a little bit because you can either choose to be like the victim of it and like, oh, I just like don't feel good right now. Or I like to think, okay, I don't feel good right now. Why do I not feel my best? And usually it breaks down to something that I am doing and I just need to do a little bit of an audit of my routine, who I'm surrounding myself with, what I'm doing from day to day. And normally, you know, pinpointing these things of like, okay, what does make me feel good? Am I doing those things? And 
if I'm not doing them, I probably am not feeling my best. So if you can find a list of just like these five to 10 habits that you know make you feel your best, it is so game changing because you can always resort back to these 10 habits that you create for yourself and know that that structure is the recipe to making you feel good and just having you show up as that best version of Abby, best version of insert name here. So Hopefully you all enjoyed this episode and took something from it. Start out with maybe one or two of these habits. See how you feel. Layer those on. I'm a very like 1% better person. So maybe just layer on one a week once you've nailed the first one. And I guarantee you'll be feeling so much better um, after a few weeks of doing this. So hopefully you all enjoyed this episode. Make sure to like, subscribe, leave me a review, share the podcast. That would be the ultimate form of flattery. Okay. And I will see you all next week with another new episode.